Being a la- being a bad landlord. Um, let's talk about it. Stay tuned. What do you have to do, and what do you not do? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 481. Avoid being a bad landlord. Myself, Michael Burgio, Mark Novak. Let's talk about it. I think there's always a lot of emphasis on picking a good agent, picking a good tenant. But one, how can tenants pick a good landlord? But also, you've got to take that self-responsibility. It's your property. Yes, you want to have a good agent, but how can you be a good landlord as well? Because at the end of the day, you've got a bad agent and you're not being a good landlord, the tenants leave, it costs you money. Yes, you can change agents, but they're not going to reimburse you for the screw-ups potentially. And just good tips. So, Mark, let's talk about it. Being a good landlord. I'll be, I'll be bad. I want to talk about bad landlords and the bad stuff they do in order to, show, to uh, shine the light on good landlords. Um, maybe easier, yeah. I, what not I, to do? I can, I can be evil and you can be good. Um, worst thing, worst thing landlords do. The golden rule that landlords break is they think they can knock on their tenant's door and access the property. True. Oh, yes. Request. Uh, what's the word? Respect. Respect their privacy is a big one. Yeah. Even if you get a little yeah. bit friendly with them, even if you know them, like just that's a big one. Oh, even if you, there's nothing worse than and they 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 badge up, they badge up yeah. and go, "I'm the landlord. Here's my badge. Here to uh, fix it. You know, let, let me in. Yeah. And it's like I think as a as a tenant, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, respecting privacy. Um, another one would be bad communication with repairs and not like one, sometimes they just don't do them. And two, not communicating. Like we all understand sometimes it can take two weeks to get a quote, get stuff out there, especially now trades are the books. Like when we had Admiral on their books so far in advance that is not always accessible. And most and most people are understanding, but when the, when they get really peeved off is when they don't hear anything for two weeks, three weeks. So yeah. I think communication's a big one, um, especially when it comes to that stuff. Like, there's nothing too little is probably the best advice to you. Like the tap that leaks. Some people just it really. Some people have that sort of OCD and that leaking tap would piss them off every day. They resent the property. They hate you. And they sort sometimes they do rebel by not paying rent or not treating the property um, as well as you would like out of spite. So I think that's a big one, communication. Yeah, and I think, I think also when a landlord says, I'll fix it myself, um, oh. you just want to make sure you just want to make sure that that's great, Mr. Landlord, but speed, <laughs> communication, uh, uh, you know, that and that sort of efficiency um, ha- must come into it. So, 
a lot of the tradespeople that a great agent will use, they have that in sync. They have that. They know what's expected, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. They also know all parts they should use and shouldn't use depending on tenancies. So I fix it myself is a problem, but you've got to be pretty sharp if you're a landlord that um, that's going to fix it. I have no idea what that was. Did you actually hear something? Yeah, that was yeah. me. I was um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, number three on the bad landlord list is? Um, I, I, reckon I, rent. I, reckon, I reckon rent. When, when you're a landlord, you're gonna, tenants watching this are going to hate this. Landlords are going to hate this, but, gonna, but I'm going to say this. When you're a landlord you have to put rent up regularly. Mm. So that's what a good landlord does. Now, what it actually means, it means I've evaluated the rent with my property manager and I'm not going to put the rent up um, or I'm going to put it up only $5. Because if you look at in the course of a, a, ten, a life of a tenancy, um, your cost for water, strata, land tax, um, all these costs have gone through the roof. Um, but I think as a good landlord, to leave the rent for five years, not touch it, and then expect kudos or expect something back for that from the tenant, it's a, it's mm. a, it's a, it's, it's a big thing that landlords... So I think landlords feel their tenants owe them or are indebted to them when they don't put the rent up. They then put the rent up after five years and they whack the tenant 50 or 100 bucks and go, well, I've never put it up. So mm. I think putting your rent up small, maybe annually, regular... Uh, but you know, just be consistent with that. Very, very important. And I, I believe rents really shouldn't go much up much at all when you're with tenants. Uh, it's always nice to keep a, a little bit below market once you've got a great tenant. But it doesn't mean you keep you freeze it for five or ten years. It's the wrong thing to do. Well, I think at least always have an annual rental discussion and assessment. Like, let's face it, sometimes the market doesn't justify up, and you don't want to lose the tenant. But I think it's important yeah. to let the tenant know, going, we've looked at the market, we've considered it, we're going to keep the rent there. Because you're then they don't think you're a lazy landlord as well. Because if I was a tenant and I didn't even get a call or a rental increase, you're like, does the landlord care? Like, I would be increasing my rent. But at least having that conversation. So you And you can always um, say stuff that you've been a great tenant. It's only up, like the market's only moved a little bit and we're not going to worry about it this year. Enjoy, like something yep. like that. But I think um, at least letting them you, letting them know you know, um, I think is a big thing as well. Um, yep. Another thing would be bad landlords don't update. Yeah, they don't keep their property up to date. Like new light fittings, even like the maintenance of it, carpet, the external landscaping, um, yep. they sometimes leave belongings in the garage and be like, oh, can I just leave that stuff there? Like it's, or they, or if they're renting a house, but some parts are not included and it's just a bit messy. 
So, but I think go back to just to, to keep it simple, keep the property up to date, the correct lighting, yeah. like difference between 30 year old lights, or like, you know what I mean? Just spend money on your property. It's a big asset and, and it will convey to the town. You want to be proud. You want your tenants yes. to be proud when they have friends over and family over them. They're proud of the place that they're renting. Um, you know what's really interesting, guys? When you look at when you look at a um, when you when you're looking at a ledger for a tenant, one year, mm. two years, five years. If these tenants are paying seven hundred bucks a week and it's uh, thirty thirty five grand a year. That's one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty thousand dollars that the tenants pay. Yeah. That isn't an, and and the question you've got to ask yourself as a landlord, Mister Landlord, the question you've got to ask yourself is: My tenants paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What have I invested back into the relationship? Because if you've been take 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 that one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and haven't done what you've suggested, Michael, on uh, on that, then I think there's a problem. So, like you know, like you just said. Uh, you know, I, I went through an investment property of mine the other day and, and all the light switches were that old, yellow, disgusting, aged, yeah. you know, thing. And I, and I, just, and, uh, I just said, can you get the light, lights, the um, electrician to come through, change all the light switches, change all the PowerPoints? You know, I've got 15 years out of them. Don't be silly about it. Yeah. Put some new ones in. And, I mean, a, a small things go a long way. If you can do little stuff without it being requested, I think that will mean a lot to your tenants. I know it will. Like like what you just did. They just sort of put up with it. But if you sort of go through, hey, this like this should be better. If I was living here, I'd want it better. And you fix it on the oh but those small things will go a long way. Um then what else? So we've done repairs. We've done arrears. Uh, keep, keep on top of your. In, in summary, uh, we've done repair. You know, making sure you. Oh, yeah. With those, with repairs, um, it's actually another good time as well. I know we spoke about it, but it's another good time to do the upgrade. So, bad landlord, make sure if you're doing repairs, do a little bit more to the property, add a little bit more value. Don't just fix what's broken. If you can do a little bit more while the trade's there, it's a good idea. Um, other things that a bad landlord will do. We spoke about knocking on the door and getting access to the property. Right. We spoke about, yeah, bad we spoke about rent, uh, rent, bad communication. We spoke about um, putting the rent up small but regular, um, stay on to it. They're the main things, Burge, that, that stand out with me with with, uh, with a bad landlord. They're um, the main things. So what about around arrears? I think a lot of good landlords, there's two things. They understand a lot of good landlords. They understand sometimes they can get in, a tenant can get in a bit of financial hardship, and I find they can work really nicely with the tenant on the one-off. Let's say they miss one month, and they're like, "Okay, pay me next month." Well, they set the good ones or the bad ones don't set a plan. They're just like, "Okay, let it go," and then the tenant, I don't know, misses it again, and they're a bit chaotic. Where the good ones, they go, "Okay, allow it this once." what's the payment schedule what date how much and they're very they they let it go sort of the first time obviously if it happens again it's a lot different conversation because then you sort of take in the piss but i think the good ones they really um they get a plan out of the tenant the bad ones they're sort of sometimes they either give no leniency which not necessarily is bad depending on the history but if you've had a tenant that's been good for a year and they've got a bad month 
then you may want to look at it. Um, but the bad ones, it's a bit erratic. The good ones set the plan, okay? I'll give you a little bit off this week, but you're making it up, or this month, but you're making it up over the next four weeks. So I think, but that relates to the co the communication as well. So it just works out because you got to remember, landlords have bills to pay as well. So, but I think they do. They do. Good morning, Luke and Mal. The um, look, guys, you got to remember that um, a good landlord has a property manager. And the reason why a good landlord, and, 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 I, and I, it's pretty obvious we're going to spruik this one, but there's a it, it, it there's a lot that the tenant there's a lot that the tenant needs out of the the business relationship and the rental property. There's lots that the tenants need, and sometimes the, depending on the industry you're from and who you are and what you do, you you can't cater for those needs. I can't run a restaurant and I can't run a hotel. They are different needs that people, that, that, that the customer requires. I can learn those skills and I can acquire those skills, but do I, but I want to put opposite my tenant someone who's going to service their inquiries and their tenancy well. When it comes to repairs, repairs and maintenance and rent and arrears, all of those things, it's really, really important. So I think having it professionally managed um, yes, you're going to be paying a percentage for that, but I think that the comfort that gives to your tenant, the prof professional manner in, in the way everything's actually run on the back end, it's important. Um, Lisa Novak, I love her quote, who's managing your bag of cash? If your unit's worth $500,000 or if your unit's worth a, or your house is worth a million dollars, you're giving that million dollars to, to someone to look after it for you. When they give that million dollars back to you in five years, is it going to have more money in there, in that case, in that little case of cash, or is it going to have less money in there? So it's very, very important, guys and girls, when you are talking to um, uh, real estate agents, that you got someone that's going to give that that passion, that service, that love, that that discipline, that order to your tenant to do a good job. And it doesn't cost a lot percentage-wise. Uh, and if anything, you'll get more money back on your bag of cash when you, in five years, when you get it back or 10 years when you get it back. Very true. And it's like a car insurance. Um, you, you feel like you don't need it when things are good, but when when you hit the car in front of you and you're like, oh no, that's an expensive car, that's all right. I have insurance. It's only going to be like this. Same as property. If you get stuck with a tenant who trashes the property, you need to go to tribunal and court. Um, and you're like, well, shit, how do I do that? That's what you need. So, but I think that's about it. A Anything good landlord, that's a good one, Birch. A good landlord avoids tribunal. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like they, they, they try to work stuff out, be fair, um, and and a lot of that's a lot of that's via the agent. An agent will automatically dodge those bullets for you. So um, that's good landlord, bad landlord. Today's segment. Thank you very much, legend. Thank you, everyone. Cheers. Bye. See you, mate. You